Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. If your roof starts to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a money pit. Money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit. Money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. I call an 888 money pit. The money pit is presented by Sense and Home Advisor. Now here are Tom and Leslie. Coast to coast and floorboards to shingles, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I am Leslie Segretti. And we are here for you on this beautiful September day. We're here to help you with your home improvement projects, your decor dilemmas. Whether you're taking on a remodeling project or a little repair, give us a call right now. We'd love to hear about it and help you get the job done. The number is one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. Hey, coming up this hour, you know, when you say an appliance sucks, Leslie, it's usually a bad thing. <laughs> Except if you're talking about a vacuum cleaner, because there you really want it to suck a lot. But if yours is not doing the job, we're going to have some easy troubleshooting tips to help improve its performance. And it's September, which means the most active part of the hurricane season is upon us. And there's no one more vulnerable to those effects than seniors, especially if they live alone. So we're going to share some tips to help those senior citizens in your life. Keep them safe from weather emergencies. Plus, your stove's exhaust vent hood is there for every cooking adventure. But if you think about it, it rarely gets much attention except during those smoky emergencies. We're going to tell you what you need to do to keep your vent hood in tip-top shape. But first, we want to hear what's going on at your money pit. So give us a call. Let us know what you are working on and how we can lend a hand. The number is one eight 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 money pit 888-666-3974. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? David in Alabama is on the line looking to do some renovations. What's going on at your money pit? How can we help? I have a 1942 bungalow, North Alabama. It has all uh, two-and-a-half-inch tongue-and-groove oak hardwood floors. Nice. Uh, except for the, yes, thank you, except for the kitchen and the bath. Okay. Baths. And uh, I'm looking to add on a bedroom. And I want to retain the character. I don't know if I'll be able to get uh, new boards. Or if I should just look for salvage or reclamation and one of y'all's recommendation on that. Salvage is always an option. Of course, those boards um, have to be sourced, and then you have to make sure that they're suitable for installation and then refinishing. And then, of course, the old boards that you purchase for this purpose may not match your own old boards. So, you know, even if you go through all that work, you want to make sure that, that it does look natural. Um, if you are looking for new product, you take a look at WeShipFloors.com. That's a provider that has very good prices on hardwood floors and many other types of flooring as well. And for that kitchen, if you want to think about maybe doing something other than hardwood so that you have something that stands up to the moisture that would be in the kitchen, take a look at some of the composite products that are available right now because some of the composites look just like the original organic hardwood product. They make one called Supercore, for example, that is so tough, you can smash the thing with a hammer and you don't even see a dent, and it looks fantastic. So 
these composite products have gotten a lot better uh, over the years and will give you uh, resistance to abrasion uh, and impact like that, uh, but they're not going to fall apart when they get wet, which is the key. I can't hardly tell the difference. Yeah, exactly. Them. Yeah, they're beautiful. Well, I appreciate the info on the uh, hardwood for the rest of the house. That gives me a good tip, and that's WeShip.com. WeShipFloors.com. The website is WeShipFloors.com. Yeah. Okay, I'll check it out, and that'll give me a heads up, and maybe I can start there. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight eight Money Pit. Betty in Tennessee, you've got the money pit. What's going on? Okay, I'm in Tennessee, and for several weeks on end, we have uh, temperatures from the mid 80s and up to the, almost 100. Um, during that time, when it's really hot, there is mold that comes um, into my closet that leads to the attic stairs. Okay. And it c- comes out from a couple of vents in, uh, in a couple of bathrooms and sort of on the ceiling and the hallway adjacent to the attic stairs. How do you know it's mold and not something else? Well, I mean, it's little black spots and... You know. The reason I say that is sometimes if you have a difference in temperatures, you will get condensation of basically the airflow on those surfaces. Now, that condensation can tend to deposit some of the dirt that's in the air. And it's not like you have a dirty house. It's just that sometimes you get uh, dirt particles in the air on the walls, and they'll stick to the cooler parts and not so much to the warmer parts. So, you know, one question I have is, is it really mold that you're seeing? Because mold doesn't usually become airborne. It just kind of grows on, on a surface. Well, I don't think it's sticking to cooler parts because the the closet that leads to the attic stairs, I mean, the heat is intense in there, and I try to leave the door open as much as I can. So um, if it is mold that's forming, it sounds to me like it might might potentially be in your duct system, which is unusual, but I'm wondering where else it could be. Have you had the system cleaned? Have you had the filters replaced on your systems? Because that should be trapping mold spores. No, I, re- I just really didn't know what to do. All right. Well, here's what I would do. I would have the HVAC system inspected by your heating and cooling company to see if they find any of these deposits inside the system. And if that's the case, I would have that and the duct system thoroughly clean. I usually don't recommend that because it's almost never necessary. But if you're getting this much mold forming in those areas, it may be that there are deposits inside the ducts and it does need to be cleaned. Just make sure it's done by a professional so it doesn't get released to other parts of the house, okay? Okay. Who would be the professional? Duct cleaning experts that um, have dealt with this problem before, and your HVAC company may be able to point you in the right direction. Thank you very much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Russ in Iowa, you've got the Money Pit. What can we do for you today? I have some casement windows, the old crank-style okay. ones. Yep. And I want we need to replace windows, but can can those be replaced with double-hung windows easily, or is it going to be major work? Well, if it's a casement window, I mean, you don't have an existing sort of window jam that would stay behind. If it was an old double-hung and you took out the sashes, you could slip a replacement window in between that, use the old sort of frame, but just replace the sashes. Because it's a casement window, you physically have to take the entire window out. So it's more like doing a new construction window installation where you have to, you know, kind of mess with the siding to get the whole window out and then put a new window in. In terms of the shape of it too, you know, if it's sort of shaped for a double hung, you know, double hungs are more tall than they are wide. Casements can be, 
you know, kind of squatty in terms of their style. So you want to make sure it's going to look good. But listen, if you're going to take the casement out and it's not going to fit a double hung well, why not put in a new casement, but just put in a good quality casement like an Anderson, for example, and that can fit, you know, alongside double hungs quite well. In fact, I've got both casements and double hungs in my home and they look uh, quite natural together. Okay. Well, I've just had, we've every house we've had has had casements and they've all rotted and had problems. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I was looking something different, but okay, that answers my question. What kind of siding do you have? Vinyl. Yeah. So you're going to have to peel back the vinyl to do this. There's no way around that because you have to basically set the new double hung against the sheathing and then, and then put the J channel in and fill the vinyl in around it. Now, if these uh, new vinyl double hung windows are bigger than the casement, you're not going to have any issues with, uh, you know, needing to try to replace siding. Just make sure it's a little bit bigger. And then be careful about the siding that you remove. And siding does come down pretty easily. And what I would tell you to do is, is number each piece, you know, with a piece of tape and a number on it, so you make sure you get it back in the right order. And you can basically cut it to fit. So, you know, it's more work, okay. but it can look fantastic when you're done. Okay. All right. Thanks, guys. Good luck, Russ. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Give us a call anytime over here at 888 Money Pit, presented by Home Advisor, where it's easy to find top rated local home improvement pros for any project. Just go to homeadvisor.com. And just ahead, when your vacuum doesn't suck, it kind of sucks, but it's not hard to figure out the problem. We're going to have some easy vacuum cleaner troubleshooting tips after this. You live in a Money Pit. Did you know that Americans take 20,000 breaths a day and spend an average of 90% of their time indoors? That's right. And according to the EPA, the level of indoor air pollutants can be two to five times higher than outdoor air and occasionally more than 100 times higher. Plus, every spring we get sucked with allergens too. Well, Air Doctor is an air purifier that filters out dangerous contaminants like pollen, pet dander, dust mites, and mold. Their Ultra HEPA filter has been independently tested to remove 99.99% of tested allergens, including bacteria and viruses. That's impressive. Now, Air Doctor also comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus the shipping. And they're offering a special discount to Money Pit listeners. Just head to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT, and you'll receive up to $300 off air purifiers. Exclusive to podcast customers, you'll also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit, which is an additional $84 value. Lock this special offer in right now by going to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-Pro.com and use promo code MONEYPIT. That's airdoctorpro.com, promo code MONEYPIT. The Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Here's what we'd like you to do. Pick up the phone right now and call us if you've got a project going on at your Money Pit. We'd love to help. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Presented by HomeAdvisor. You can get instantly matched with top-rated pros for any home project. And you can book appointments online for free. Stephen, Wisconsin is on the line with some cracks in the driveway. It's good to take care of these things now before the winter sets in. What's going on? Not actually the crack, but the expansion joint. 
between the garage and the driveway. And if I could fill that with some type of caulking so the water doesn't run down in there and then freeze. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense because if you let the water accumulate under the driveway and under the edge of the garage, not only will you have issues with freezing, but the water can wash out the soil and then you can get some cracks in the slabs. So the best way to fill that is not with caulking per se, but there's a type of self-leveling sealant that's perfect for that. Quickrete makes it. It's called an advanced polymer self-leveling sealant. And the way you use it is you have to insert a backer rod into that gap first. And that's like a foam tube that you buy. You buy the size that's slightly bigger than uh, than the gap, and you push it in place, and you get it sort of below the surface of where you're going to apply the sealant. And then that stops the sealant from falling down into the, you know, the big void underneath it. And then you apply the self-leveling sealant. It flows out. It gets tacky in about an hour, so it doesn't take a long time to set. And then it will expand and contract with the driveway. Now, I've used this because I like the fact that it stops all the debris from falling in there because you can get debris and you'll get seeds that will sprout weeds and things like that. But it's also very easy to use. And because it expands and contracts, you know, you're not going to have to do this every couple of years. If you do it once and you do it right, you won't have to do it again for quite a while. Well, thanks, Tom. And then it's advanced polymer, huh? Yep, that's right. It's called Quickrete's Advanced Polymer Self-Leveling Sealant. It's the self-leveling aspect that's perfect for this driveway. Okay, thank you very much. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we've got Claire in Alaska on the line who's dealing with a first-time basement. What can we do for you? Well, I have purchased a 1900 house, and it has... Um, uh, this basement that is getting moisture, it has the sticky black paper on the outside. Right. But it is not functioning properly, apparently, because there's a lot of moisture coming in. And it would require digging out on the outside to do the outside. Is there any way to address it from the inside? Well, there's another way to address it on the outside, and that is to pay attention to uh, the angle of the soil around the house. So when it does warm up and you have the opportunity to regrade the foundation perimeter and make sure that um, the angle of the soil, the angle of the grade slopes away from the building. I put French drains in all around the property and sloped it and gravel. So this, well, okay, now if he sloped it with gravel, then he didn't really do you a favor, because the gravel is porous, so the water goes through the gravel, back to the dirt underneath, and into your basement. So if you're going to slope oh. it... <laughs> Yeah, give them an A for effort, but but it's not going to be successful. You have to grade it with with clean fill dirt so that you can tamp it, and the water will run away from it. Water's not going to run over gravel; it falls through it. But there's a second thing to check, and that is: Do you have gutters on the roof? Uh no, because the snow pulls them off. Right. Okay. Well, look, if you can collect the water at the roof edge, and even if you have deep gutters, or if you use uh, the type of gutters that have like the warming cables up on the roof, if you if you prevent water from running off the roof and against that foundation perimeter, you'll prevent a wet basement because most of the water collects at the outside. Protect the perimeter. Keep it as dry as possible. And a lot of wet basements are caused because gutters are missing or gutters are clogged and then water rolls off the roof right against the foundation. Soil's flat, so the water's got nowhere to go and just sits there and leaks into the basement. Okay, so i got to work on that. Well, now that the weather is getting more cool outside, more officially entering the fall season, I bet everybody's gearing up to stay inside for those long winters, and maybe you're starting to do some winter cleaning, and that usually involves the vacuum. You want to keep the area dust-free, but what happens when your vacuum cleaner is acting up? You know, maybe the suction's not so great, and that fix is actually easier than you think. If the suction is poor or maybe not even happening at all, there could be a clog in the hose, 
the bag or the filter, or it could be the fact that the canister might simply be full and need to be replaced or emptied. Now, if you're hearing a sort of funny noise or vibration, first you want to try to find out where that's coming from. If it sounds like it's coming from the motor area, it may very well be a broken fan blade, pretty common condition as vacuums wear. But if the noise is coming from the brush area, then it could be a defective brush, a roller bearing, or the brush roller itself. But if either is defective, it needs replacing, and that's not really that hard to do. Now, if you're finding that the vacuum itself is hard to push, it might have a broken or worn belt, or it might have come off the motor spindle. Finally, if the vacuum kind of has like that burning rubber smell, it could be coming from the belt. So you want to check the brush roller for any obstructions and clear away any hair or carpet fibers. And if the brush roller spins freely with that belt removed, you can reinstall the belt and then test again for proper operation. And here's a trick. If you do need to replace your vacuum cleaner belt, let's face it, it's not always the easiest thing to find. I mean, you can find it online, but what I usually do is buy two because I know it's going to happen again. And what I'll do is I'll tape the extra one to the vacuum handle. So it's always there. And I've actually had to use that extra one from time to time. So I'm kind of <laughs> glad that I did that. If you'd like some more vacuum troubleshooting tips, check out moneypit.com. If you search vacuum cleaner, you'll find all of our tips for making sure that machine works perfectly every single time. James in Tennessee, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Well, my uh, daughter, I got a house that uh, I gave to her that was my father's old home. So she was uh, cleaning, though. They're doing some remodeling to it and had wallpaper on this wall, so they tore it all off. And then they had newspaper on it from 1941. Wow. <laughs> and, they, and a whole bunch of stuff about FDR and before World oh, War II. Oh, that's amazing. Took all that down, and then the wall is made up of boards that are 12 inches wide. Eight feet tall. It's an inch and a half thick. Started looking at it, and it's all American chestnut. Oh, wow. That's beautiful. So she wants to just cover it back up. I said, no Oh, way. no. No. No, no, no. I said, if you don't that want to, let's so take it out. That is so classy today. So you ought to be able to get quite a bit of money for it. You're suggesting that she remove them, or do you want to use those as the final wall? Well, she thought about that, but then she said, well, I'm just going to paint it because it doesn't match what I got. I said, no, uh, no, no. And nah, I'm trying nah. to talk her out of this yeah. very seriously because... I said, you know, they don't make that stuff anymore. Yeah, no, they don't. That's really a a very rare find. And I think if you were to uh, sand it and refinish it, you'd have a really lovely wall surface. And even if the color wasn't quite right, I'd rather see you stain it to bring the color closer to what she wants it to be and still have all of that character. Leslie, what do you think? I mean, it's always so rare to find such beautiful wood in good condition. And I think there's some ways to enhance it, enjoy it. Um, and make it sort of go along with the rest of the decor, whether it's changing the stain slightly on it, adding just sort of a clear coat to just really bring out that graining. You know, I wouldn't be afraid of it, and I'm I'm not afraid to mix different types of woods as well, and then different types of wall features. Of course, you know, you can still hang your art. You can still hang, you know, pieces of fabric or woven items. There's different ways to make it work, and I would hope that she would in- embrace that. Looking at it, you know, those boards are an inch and a half thick. They're not, I said, you know, you could take that thing down and probably have them sawed up even greater and have a lot more wood to work with. Or just have them planed. You know, you could have them planed and smoothed out. If they come out easy enough, that that might be an option. I'd consider that because obviously sanding them when when they're vertical is is a lot of hard work. But you could take them to a, a mill and have them planed so that they would basically take just an eighth inch off the surface and you'd have a perfectly clean uh, new American chestnut surface to work with after that. 
Okay, well, I'll just, like I said, I just, I don't know what the stuff is worth, but I've been told it's worth, it's very valuable. Yeah, well, listen, I mean, you certainly, you could sell the material, but I think the most value is in this beautiful home that you've given your daughter, and, and I think it could, uh, it really speaks to the age and the character of the building, so, so I agree with you, I try to talk her out of it. All right, well, I thought, I, I was listening to you all the other week, and I said, man, I'm going to ask you people what y'all think, uh, yeah, so I guess I'll try to work on her some more. All right, well. We're glad you reached out. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money. All right, thank you. Remember, you can reach us anytime with your home repair or home improvement question, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at 888 Money Pit. Well, we're all at risk when emergencies happen to strike, but seniors who live alone face the most danger. Creating a weather emergency plan for the senior in your life, that's what we're going to help you do next. Everyone should know that drinking water is important to staying hydrated and healthy. Having safe, clean water is the last thing you want to worry about, but unfortunately, according to extensive research by the Environmental Working Group, three out of four homes in America have harmful contaminants right in its tap water. That's why we are thrilled to be working with AquaTrue. AquaTrue purifiers use a four-stage reverse osmosis purification process, and their countertop purifiers work with no installation or plumbing. It removes 15 times more contaminants than ordinary pitcher filters and is specifically designed to combat chemicals like PFAs in your water supply. And they have water purifiers to fit every type of home, from installation-free countertop purifiers to higher-capacity under-sink options. They even have a Wi-Fi-connected purifier and mineral boost options. And its proprietary purification technology is independently tested by IATMO to NSF and ANSI standards to remove over 80 of the most harmful contaminants, including chlorine, fluoride, arsenic, PFAs known as forever chemicals, nitrate, and many more. I can truly taste the difference when I compare it with my old water filter. AquaTrue saves you money also. Just one set of filters from their classic purifier makes the equivalent of 4,500 bottles of water. That's less than three cents a bottle. Plus, you'll save the environment from tons of plastic waste. AquaTrue comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee and even makes a great gift. And today, Money Pit listeners can receive 20% off any AquaTrue purifier. Just go to aquatrue.com. That's A-Q-U-A-T-R-U.com and enter code MONEYPIT at checkout. That's 20% off any AquaTrue water purifier when you go to aquatrue.com and use promo code M-O-N-E-Y-P-I-T. Money Pit. Money Pit is brought to you by Sense. The Sense Smart Home Energy Monitor works like a fitness tracker, telling you what's on in your home and how much it costs, so you can save electricity and money. Learn more at Sense.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. What are you working on this beautiful fall day? If it's your home, you are in exactly the right place. We're here to help you get those jobs done. So pick up the phone and call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit, presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Never worry about overpaying for a job. Just use the HomeAdvisor True Cost Guide to see what others paid for a similar project. It's all for free at HomeAdvisor.com. Annette in Arizona is on the line and needs some help with a patio project. Tell us about it. 
problem that I'm having is I've been wanting a patio cupboard put on my house for the last 20 years. Okay. Well, now that my kids have grown up, I, I'm able to do that now. So the problem is everyone is telling me that I have a very low roof. And my ceilings in my house are only seven and a half feet ceilings. Okay. So I don't have much of a clearance. So, of course, everything else seems to be lower in the backyard. I've called probably eight or nine different builders now to see how much it would cost this patio cover. And it's straight across. So it's 56 feet long, the, right. the whole length of the house. And I think probably six of them never call me back. That's pretty typical. And so the two that have, <laughs> one of them is a very good friend of mine, and I really do trust him in building this top patio cover, but he says I need to cut six feet into my roof in order to get the pitch that I need for the very end. So I really wanted a 56 feet wide by 10 feet out patio cover. Right. So what he's saying is that if he adds a roof, it starts at the edge of your roof and then kind of comes out from that, you're not going to have much pitch. Is that correct? Because it's starting so low. So I think your builder friend is probably correct from from your description. Um, That said, the problem that you have with uh, different builders giving you different advice can be completely avoided if you get a design professional to go in there first. So if if you're able to find, for example, an architect in your area that, that wanted to take on a small project, have them design this patio cover for you, and then you'll have a set of specifications. You can work through all the angles with the architect or the designer. Then you'll have a set of specifications. You can call those contractors back and say, this is exactly what I want. Now just give me a price to build it. Otherwise, you have no way of comparing apples to apples because every builder is going to have their own solution. And you're going to get different prices, and you're really not going to know you know, how to compare them because who knows what one guy is doing versus another. Does that make sense to you? Yeah, I understand. And the problem is I wouldn't mind him doing it, but I'm so afraid that wherever he cuts into it to build out, I'm so worried that I'm going to start having problems leaking. I I really wouldn't worry about it, okay? Because builders know how to build roofs and know how to build roofs that don't leak. And somebody built that roof that's over your house right now, and there's no reason to think that your builder can't attach another roof to it and then re-roof that area properly so that you don't get leaks. I think he's giving you the right advice because you can't, if you start low and then go out, you're going to end up with almost a flat roof, and that's going to leak like a sieve. So if you have a good pitch, that's going to be the surest way to avoid leaks. I would not worry at all about uh, a contract that it has to you know, dig into an existing roof that's done all the time. It's not a big deal. If somebody knows what they're doing, they can roof it properly, flash it properly, and you will have no leaking issues, uh, new leaking issues as a result. All right. Thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate your answer because my worry was it's going to start leaking and then I'm going to have major problems because it's going to be leaking over the family room, the dining room, the kitchen, and the bedroom. And I said, that's another problem that I don't want to get into. Yeah, well, you know, now that the kids are gone, I think it's time for you to get that project done and enjoy it, right? Okay. Thank you so much. You're welcome, Annette. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, with hurricane season in full swing, it's important to think of how you take care of everybody in your family. And, you know, more than 60 million families out there have members that include children, seniors, or someone who's disabled. And when those weather-related emergencies do strike, getting help to those families is crucial, but often they're also the most difficult to reach. 
Well, that's a good point. I mean, we see seniors get stuck in high-rise buildings or those without transportation to leave their homes. The main thing to do is to keep in mind that needs do change and the capabilities change, so you kind of have to be prepared and plan for that. So first thing you should do is identify the threats where you live. Is it a hurricane, a tornado, wildfires, flooding? What are the emergencies you or your loved one could face? And then make a plan. Now, a really good place to start is a resource that is put together by the federal government called ready.gov. That website is run by FEMA to promote emergency preparedness. And it has a simple planning sheet that will kind of walk you through what you need to plan for. And you kind of just download that and get started. Yeah, and there's a couple of other things that you should be considering as well. You know, where would you or your loved one go if the area was evacuated? Do you go to a friend's house, a family member, a shelter? What if you have pets? Not all those places allow animals. So you've got to think about where you go in the event you do have a dog or a cat. And can you bring them? You don't want to find yourself you know, being turned away because you haven't thought about all the details. Another thing is, I think people forget is, how do you communicate? You've got to have a friend or a family member as a designated contact who lives outside of the immediate area and check in with this contact during that emergency because it might be easier than connecting within the disaster area where cell towers might be down or damaged or overloaded. So it's good to think of somebody outside of the area that can be sort of the central point for everybody. Yeah, good point. It's also important to be ready to text instead of calling because if those lines are jammed, like Leslie, like you were saying, the texts are a lot easier to get through because they take basically less resources, less bandwidth. But when it comes to texting, of course, you know, if you've got seniors in your, in your life, you got to make sure they know actually how to do that. So that's one thing you might want to spend some time with them on. Mm -hmm. And you've also got to prepare an emergency kit. And I think it's important to remember that if you've got one at home that maybe you prepared a few seasons ago, it's expired or gone bad. So make sure you're constantly upkeeping an emergency kit at home. And inside this kit, you should include enough water and non-perishable food to sustain each person for three days. You also want to make sure that you have medicines to last at least a week, extra glasses, hearing aids, hearing aid batteries, and think about your medications. If you can't obtain an emergency supply, be sure to always fill your prescriptions on the first day that you're eligible for that refill rather than waiting for them to run out. This way, you'll always have plenty on hand. And in case of an evacuation order, you're going to have enough warning to stash those, just grab them and throw them in the kit. Now, one final tip. It's a great idea to keep hard copies of important documents like birth certificates, insurance policies, etc. Because when disasters strike, your hard drives can fail, your batteries in your phones, the computers can fail, and it can be really hard to get your hands on that stuff, even if you do have digital copies. By all means, you could put a digital copy of everything, say, on a flash drive and throw that in your kit. But always a good idea to have a paper copy available in that sort of go bag so that you know you'll have some basic materials that you might need of it to identify yourself or your house or contact your insurance company if you were in an area that was struck by a disaster. We hope that never happens to you, but hopefully we've given some tips that in the event it does, you are ready. And we are ready to help you with your next home improvement project. So call us right now if you've got questions. We've got answers at one eight 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 Money Pit. Give us a call anytime with your home repair or your home improvement question. Twenty four hours a day, seven days a week, right here at eight 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 Money Pit. Up next, your stove's vent hood quietly does its job day in, day out, but it rarely gets the attention that it really does deserve. We're going to help you show your appreciation by keeping it in tip-top shape. We'll give you the step-by-steps after this. You live in a money pit.
Money Pit is presented by HomeAdvisor.com. Whether it's minor repairs or major remodels, leave it to HomeAdvisor to do the work. Check out HomeAdvisor.com. Making good homes better, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now on the Money Pit's listener line at one Money Pit, presented by HomeAdvisor. You can get matched with top-rated home service pros in your area, read verified reviews, and book appointments online, all for free. No matter the type of job, HomeAdvisor makes it fast and easy to hire the best local pros. Now we've got Tom in Alaska on the line who's dealing with a roofing problem. Tell us what's going on. I have a um, rafter or a trust. In this case, they're nine by three and a half right. uh, inches, nine inches by three and a half inches, uh, 32 inches on center. Now, on top of that, I have a two by six tongue and groove um, wood. Now, on top of that is where the insulation goes, and the insulation currently is some kind of... Uh, all one piece. It's uh, two inches or two and a quarter of uh, a yellow foam with about three-eighths of an inch or a half inch of some kind of, I don't know, It's uh, it crinkles. It, it can be broken off with your fingers. And then on top of that, connected to it is um, what looks, looks like roofing paper. Right, probably tar paper. Okay, right. so what you're describing is is a cathedral ceiling with a sandwich-type roof structure above it. So in other words, typically in a ceiling, you would have the insulation in between the rafters because your rafters are part of the architectural beauty of the home. The insulation is actually stacked on top of the rafters, kind of on the roof shingle side almost. Right. And um, that's not unusual in that type of home. It, 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 it ends up creating a bit of a deeper fascia at the front edge because of the amount of material you have there, but but it's a good, sensible way to, to insulate that style home. So what's your question about this? Are you having problems with it? I would assume that that's only about R19, if that. It's going to depend on what exact materials are being used, and you're right, it's probably not enough, and so your question might be, how do I make that better? Right, and I was thinking of uh, putting something on the inside, which I will lose the... Uh visual effect, but I thought if I um, put a maybe a little furring strip or something on the inside, put in uh, a blown-in rigid foam? Well, if you put in, if you put in blown-in, that's going to totally you know, mess up the appearance of those rafters. It's hard to do that neatly. So what you might want to think about doing is adding some rigid foam insulation inside the ceiling in between the, the ceiling uh, rafters, uh, and then um, some other type of wood paneling um, over that so that when you look up, it appears that you're looking at the underside of the roof still. You understand what I mean? Right. So you can even use like a tongue and groove, uh, thin pine paneling that's like, you know, three-eighths or a quarter of an inch thick, but have that cover the insulation. And that would still give you the appearance, even though you're losing a little bit of depth, um, you might be able to pick up uh, a fair amount of additional insulation. Well, Tom, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, we're about to enter the busiest time of year for your kitchen, the holidays. I said it. I said the ah. H word. It's coming, you guys. <laughs> and that means a lot of cooking and Truly, a lot of baking. It means a lot of things going on in your oven, on the cooktop, all around your kitchen. And that stove's exhaust vent hood is there for every single one of those holiday cooking adventures. But I mean, does anybody give it any love or attention that it needs? Well, except, of course, during a smoky kitchen incident or when it decides to turn itself on because it's like, hey, there's too much smoke. 
But guys, you got to keep it operating safely. And that filter in your stove vent hood really does need regular attention. Yeah, and it's easy. What you need to do to clean standard filters is just use a degreasing solution. So you take it out, soak them in the degreasing solution, then follow that by warm soapy water. Or you can even put it in the top rack of your dishwasher. And if your vent hood uses an activated charcoal filter, well, just replace it. Those filters last pretty much about three months. So buy some online, keep a stack of them, and remember to change it every quarter, and you're going to see a big improvement in the performance of that vent fan. And remember, if the vent fan does its job, you're going to be doing less cleaning. So that ought to motivate you to make sure that filter is clean as much as possible. You won't be wiping down nearly as much dirt and debris and, and grease from those kitchen cabinets in that area if that filter is properly maintained. Give us a call anytime with whatever it is you're working on, whether it's a home repair, a home decor question, home improvement, or maybe you're just planning something. We're here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, right here at one eight 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 Money Pit. Well, whatever you are working on, you know, some of those DIY projects might just be better left to the pros. We're going to explain why when the Money Pit continues. You live in a money pit. Solutions live. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now with your home improvement question at 1 888 Money Pit or post your questions to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Money Pit. All right, and Brian did just that. Now, Brian writes, I recently lost power to two rooms in my house. A friend had me test a few things and said that there's a bad wire somewhere in the wiring. I would hire an electrician, but we're trying to save money right now, so I'm going to have to do this job myself. Is there a device that I can use to test the wiring to find the bad wire? Better yet, how should I do this? These are a lot of questions that all involve the risk of death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, or certainly electrical fire. So, Brian, I mean, look, there's a reason electricians work for a number of years before earning their licenses. It is a hazardous sport, so to speak, especially in a situation like yours. You're kind of trying to find a needle in the haystack, and you have all the indications that you have a problem because you have these circuits that are not working, and that could be something very simple, or it could be something like a wire or a connection that is burning up. I just this past weekend uh, was visiting my son at college, and he moved into a new house that he was renting with his buddies. And I thought, well, being a home inspector, ex-home inspector dad, I better do the home inspector thing. I popped open the electrical panel, which looked brand new from the outside. And you know what I found in there, Leslie? A burned wire. Yep, a burned wire in a fairly new electric panel. So you never know, but it takes that level of skill to find it. So while I understand, Brian, that you're trying to save some money, I would hire an electrician for this project. And by the way, while the electrician is at your house, think about other things that you might want to have the electrician do because part of the expense here is just kind of getting them to make the, the, the trip, you know, sort of that trip charge part of it, even if the repair is minor. So if it ends up that it's a quick fix, maybe you can have them add a light fixture or add an outlet or do something of that nature to make the house a little bit more comfortable for you guys. But this kind of troubleshooting definitely should be left up to a pro. 
All right. Next up, I've got a post here from Jordan in Massachusetts who writes, We recently dug out an old garden patch that was up against our house, just wondering what the best type of fill to use to bring the soil level back up to the foundation. We've got some mixed three-quarter minus sand and soil left over from a patio project and wonder if that would do. We would, of course, grade it away from the house. Well... I'm not quite sure what he's referring to by the three cores, unless he's talking about like an aggregate. Maybe it has some rock in it. If it does, and you mix it in with tops, not tops, but with clean fill dirt, so it's real solid and firm, that might be okay to build up a grade. I think the mistake that most people make is that they try to build up grade with topsoil or, or soil that's very organic. Or I've even seen people and like try to do super it with moisture holding. Yeah, it's kind of like throwing sponges around your house. It's really not a good idea. You want to make sure that grade is created with solidly packed soil, and clean fill, fill dirt is what to use for that. But then once it slopes away, you can put on top of that some topsoil or something else, but you've got to make the slope first with material that will drain. Otherwise, when you get heavy rain, the water's not going to run away from the foundation. You'll be calling us on how to fix your wet basement. So we don't want to have to put you through that. So just make sure you pack that soil in well and get that drainage right the first time out. All right, Jordan, thanks so much for reaching us at moneypit.com or post it on the Money Pit's Facebook page. You can reach us there anytime. We're happy to help. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Show. Hey, thank you so much for spending this beautiful September part of your day with us. We hope we've given you some tips and ideas and inspiration to avoid the perspiration when it comes time to tackle your home improvement decor and remodeling projects. If you've got questions, though, and could not reach us on today's show, we get it, and we will be here for you when you're ready to talk and when you get through. So remember, you can pick up the phone 24-7, Call 888-MONEY-PIT. Get into our studio. Talk with our pros. Leave your information. We'll call you back the next time we're in the studio to produce the show. You can also post your question to the Money Pit's Facebook page at facebook.com slash themoneypit. Until then, I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.